بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه اللهم لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم اللهم واتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Today's خاطرة maybe I'm repeating a story maybe 10 or 20 percent hear this but إن شاء الله there is some kind of خير إن شاء الله in this story it happened with me about 12 years ago. I visited Hong Kong for my fifth time in my life for da'wah. But that visit had some kind of special circumstances. It was my first time in my life that I take all of my family to help me in da'wah, my wife and my daughters and my son. But I had three little kids. So it was very humid, very hot, a lot of people, I was giving two intensive courses about Islam for young youth and for adults about Islam in English. And my wife was teaching as well and my daughters were helping. So from one angle, it was amazing, beautiful from spiritual point of view, but it was too burden in the same time. This is part of the story. You need to know this. So there's two messages in this story. The first one that one of the groups that I was teaching, an introduction about Islam, it was for kids, youth. The average of their ages, it was between 12, 13, up to 17, 18. Full class. Now, in this class, all of them, they were born as Muslims from Chinese origins or Pakistani origins. Just one, one person, he was around 13 and a half. He was from Chinese family. He became a Muslim just about four months ago, before my reach to Hong Kong. So his Islamic age is 120 days. <laughs> and he's 13 and a half. I knew that he was reading on the internet about Islam when he was 12. Focus now. At 12, he started reading. Around 13 plus, he decided to become a Muslim. He converted to Islam at the beginning of his 14th age. When I reached there, he was a Muslim just four months ago. This is number one of the story. So one of the days, no, sorry, the first amazing part of the story that I was teaching on daily basis for a full intensive month, nearly every day, with a lot of other activities. Now, one of the amazing things, all of them in the class, they were born from Muslim families, except him. <laughs> he came as a convert now, just 13 and a half. Most of the times, the only one who was answering the question when I asked something about Islam, it was this guy. <laughs> Most of the times. Look, when someone takes some, something seriously, most of the times, he was the only one who answers, most of the time, he used to be matching the correct answers most of the time. And sometimes simple questions, for example, I want to start an introduction about the life of Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu to highlight something. Just, you know, in, in the context, I mentioned, who knows what's the first name of his first, the, the name of his first wife. Just, none knows it except this. Okay, Khadija. Okay, something simple like that or a little bit difficult, he was the only one. This is number one of the story. Now, the second part of the story. Once 
it was because I was having a big burden and a lot of teaching too high you know it's high it, it's an island eight million people in a small island too condensed intensive a lot of humidity a lot of hot so you become tired easily so one of the days may Allah forgive me I lost the Fajr prayer because I was so exhausted you can't imagine how bad my feeling was when this happened to me <laughs> You know, losing that because I, when I became a religious person about maybe 40 years ago, one of the criterion that I fixed in the relation between me and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to know if I'm on the right track or not, am I able to pray the Fajr in Masjid or not? <laughs> when I miss the Fajr prayer at the Masjid, I feel there is a problem. If I miss the whole Fajr, not even at home, there is a disaster. <laughs> it, in in, in, in my, my criterion. So imagine that I'm traveling there to do da'wah and I miss the Fajr prayer. I just woke up after the, you know, sunrise. So, you, so my feelings was so bad. I went to the class in the early morning. Once just I started the class, this Chinese Muslim in New Korea, his name is Abdullah, he called himself Abdullah, came to me. Just I want to start with my bad feelings. Imagine now the context. He came to me and he said, Dr. Amjad, I said, what? He said, I want to ask you something. I said, Faddal. He said, I, today I missed the Fajr prayer. He's saying. You know, this is the last thing I want to discuss in my life now. <laughs> because I myself feel very bad. And I'm not a role model now <laughs> to give a nasiha. Because <laughs> I myself lost the Fajr prayer. <laughs> Can you imagine how difficult? Because you know the power, the spiritual power. You see, you see, you know something. You know, I'm completely down, so I'm not able to say anything. So I said, "La in myself, la hawla wa la illa billah." Yet I thought he might be asking. He wants to ask about fiqh issue, such as, "Okay, I missed the fajr prayer. When can, shall I do the compensation or the qada?" After the sunrise, next day, should I do it in this? Or in this is what I thought. I said, immediately, you know, you know, sometimes you have this kind of psychological trick. You want to convince yourself with something. So you will bring something, you will highlight it just to close the file. I said, Abdullah, don't worry. You can pray it whenever you want. He said, this is not what I am asking about. <laughs> I said, don't worry, you can pray it. I, I, I want to close the file. <laughs> okay. I said, you can pray it. Don't worry. Khalas, yani. Close it. <laughs> He said, this is not what I'm asking about. <laughs> then I said, okay, what, what is the thing that you are asking about? He said, I feel shy from Allah. You know, <laughs> I mean, can you recall my feelings at that time? You know, 12 years ago, I was 42 or 43. So at that time, I was practicing Fajr prayer as a practicing Muslim about 30 years. <laughs> I remember myself, it took me wallahi months and years just to fix this thing in my life. I was struggling. So now I'm facing a 13 and a half year old Chinese boy living in Hong Kong. His Muslim age is just 120 days. He was able and he became a Muslim by reading. His father and his mother, both of them are atheists. He has no families, you know, in China since ages, they don't have just one child. 
So three, four generations, they came without knowing the concept of aunt and uncle, paternal or maternal. They don't have uncles and aunts, no cousins, nothing. They don't, it does not exist. Just one, 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 one. He's living alone with an atheist family, reading in the internet. In 120 days, he was able to develop a relation with Allah. When he missed the Fajr, he was feeling shy. <laughs> so I asked myself, here comes the points. How it took me to develop a relation with Allah to feel shy when I miss the Fajr. <laughs> Rather than, apart from the fact, what if I don't pray Aslan? <laughs> I'm talking about someone who's praying, but to what degree really I feel sorry or shy? Look, he did not say sorry, I feel shy. This is a high, high, high status, by the way. Feeling shy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a very high status. He's not taking the things superficially, technically. Khalas, I prayed, yallah, and I'm not you know, scratching, looking to the, or working you know, with, with my mobile or thinking about me. No, 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 no. No one's pushing him. No one has anything on earth to do with him. <laughs> He's just living by his own. And he was shy from Allah. So the message that at least I learned, Allah taught me. Now, no one has an excuse. <laughs> no one <laughs> has an excuse. When you see someone I think if you lived in Hong Kong or visited Hong Kong, you know what does Hong Kong mean? All what you can imagine on earth does exist in Hong Kong. Everything. If you want to do anything on earth, you can do it in Hong Kong. So he's living. The whole system supports him to do whatever he wants. Yet he decided to become a worshiper and a believer and a submitter to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a message for the youth. Because sometimes, you know, my circumstances, you know, I don't know, my father, my mother, public school. No, 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 no. If you want something, wallahi, if you decide it. This is for you and for me. This, the, the other message, now, wallahi, it's good to look to this hero. For me, he's a hero because he taught me a lesson. <laughs> because when I compared myself with him, I felt shy. Ask <laughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshaAllah to help us really to enjoy. We are living now in the last 10 days of Ramadan. Just three, four nights, everything's finished. If we do not leave Ramadan and the last 10 days without, without tasting part of this beauty, like the one that the Chinese new convert Abdullah has tasted, we might be losers. Really ask yourself, why I'm not feeling this feeling? No problem, still, we have plenty of time, alhamdulillah. Because it's a matter of a moment, by the way. Just to have this beautiful feeling. Just expose your heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, honestly, genuinely, ya Allah. I want to be closer from you. Be sure that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because Allah already said it. In Iqarib, He said it, I'm too close to you. But me, my I, myself, have I decided to accept Him as a close Allah to me? It's my decision. Allah has already taken the decision in Iqarib. <laughs> when you want me, I'm ready. <laughs> but Allah will not force me. It's me who should decide to open my heart to Allah. Like Abdullah, the Chinese new Muslim convert. May Allah accept all of our deeds. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.